Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I'm your host, Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? Uh, for me, it was a busy week. Because uh, at my other, you know, real job, because this this shockingly doesn't pay the bills as much as I thought it would, uh, big inventory week. So I was preoccupied, so didn't get to pay much attention uh, to a lot of things. And there were a lot of things going on. Uh, we will talk about uh, all of this and more on the next episode of Soap. No, right now. Uh, let's start off with uh, plenty to talk about. we got an action-packed show, as we often are wont to do. Uh, let's start off, though, with the uh, Army-Navy game. That's right, not the foosball game that's happening this coming weekend. We're talking about the hockey game, the exhibition between the uh, Naval Academy D1 squad and the uh, Army West Point D2 squad. Uh, and this one had plenty of energy. I mean, you have to think that uh, a, a rivalry like this, and especially a team that is uh, has been done doing really well, in Division Two, as uh, West Point has, uh, they have been uh, they're amped up for this one after last year's showing at the American Dream Mall, where uh, Navy uh, took the lead and pretty much never looked back on that one. There's a little bit of uh, uh, the need to get this one back. And Army was coming out full firing. They were, uh, you know, they were getting things done. Took them a little bit to get going, but West Point gets on first. Robert Starling, his third of the year. Uh, just before the seven-minute mark, puts Army up one to nothing. Uh, afterwards, second period, Army continued on firing firing shots, so I'm putting a ton of shots on Navy's net, uh, and one connected on the power play just before halfway. Eric Marshall, uh, his fifth of the year, puts West Point up two to nothing. It wasn't until late in the first period, with 51 seconds remaining on a power play, two-man advantage. Nick Owen. Uh, just a ripper from the top of the circle, five on three. Great work around the puck uh, for this team, and they put one home. That was Allen's eighth. Michael Rokovich, uh, his 22nd assist, and Thomas Kristinich, his ninth assist. That puts him in the locker room. Navy down just one. Third period, however, Charles Anroff uh, gets his first of the season, getting behind the defense, putting it home, and that made it 3-1 for West Point. Navy trying to claw back. Army's defense just keeping it solid, getting in lanes, not really letting Navy penetrate the center of the ice. Uh, but Evan Adams was able to get through just a pass across a slot and just came through, tucked it in for his 10th of the year. Rakovich, another assist, his 23rd. That cuts the lead to one again. And even though uh, Navy was pressing, they cannot find an equalizer, cannot find really a, a clear shot to the net as uh, Army... With an empty netter, Caleb Kaiser, his fourth of the year. That's all she wrote in this one as Navy breaks their 10-game win streak uh, by a score of 4-2. to two. West Point taking this one. Charles Doherty with 27 saves as uh, West Point outshoots Navy 31-24. to 24. All the block shots, all the passing in the lanes, all this uh, moving them to the side. Navy just couldn't really get a good flow going. And, I mean, you know, these rivalry games as such, you, uh, you, you that one's going to sit there. For a little bit until this next matchup happens. Presumably next year we'll have to see uh, where that goes. Probably up there in West Point. But uh, Navy right now uh, going into the, you know, coming out of the league setting very good. Their conference schedule very solid as they are undefeated in the ECHA. Uh, and they have a lot of time to stew over this one and a lot of time to think about uh, and rest up a little bit. As their next game is not until January 20th as we start hitting semester breaks here and there. Four games left. For Navy, including uh, not including the Crab Pot, 
uh, and uh, the playoffs, of course. But, uh, yeah, four regular season conference games to remain. Uh, a couple against Towson. Uh, their next one's against Westchester. So we will have to see where this all pans out for Navy as they get a nice long month-and-a-half rest before we talk about them again. Stevenson Mustangs, they were uh, on top of things as they took on Nazareth, not the band, the hockey team and the college. Uh, and uh, they had a hell of a Friday night. Uh, they get things going really quickly, 2.40 in. Connor McDonald uh, with a nice little loose puck, uh, nose for the net kind of thing, finds a loose puck in front of the net in a scramble, puts it home. Brandon Rylott and Alex Rive with the assist. Four minutes later, Jake the Snake Roberts slitters his way into the neutral zone, picks the puck off, takes it in all alone, rips one home, and that is all by himself. Makes it two to nothing. Stevenson. They weren't done. They were putting the pressure on in a huge way in that first period, and it continued with Evan Beers with uh, under four minutes remaining. Uh, Tic tac toe passing play uh, from him, Rive, and McDonnell. And uh, there you go. Tic tac toe, Evan Beers. Is the uh, the guy who gets is the recipient of the goal? It is three to nothing going into the break. Early going a, a little power play action for Stevenson. This lines up with Austin Masters uh, just working the puck around the zone. Uh, found an opening as the 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 PK for Nazareth a little bit uh, worn out. Austin Master gets the goal and that puts him up four to nothing. Frank Vitucci and Liam McCanny with the assist, and I will take this time now to say that while I, I, I appreciate what the Reisterstown Sportplex is trying to do with their cameras, the delay in the cameras that is on the uh, the, heart, the the opposite of the bench side, which is the uh, that 360 tracking camera, uh, that and the, the cameras that are in the corners, the delay on that is absurd. Between this game and the women's game that we'll talk about a little later, the amount of missed... Uh, miss goals because the 360 cam is such on a, on such a delay that when they throw it to the corner cam, the goals already happen and they're celebrating. It's like, well, how the hell how did that happen? And while they have a replay system, it's still like you miss the action. It's kind of kind of stinks. But and anyway, that's me on my high horse for a minute there. Uh, anywho, four minutes after Master puts uh, the Stevenson Mustangs up for nothing, Logan T- Tobias. On a power play, gets Nazareth on the board, uh, and that makes it four to one. And then three minutes later, more power uh, penalty troubles for Stevenson, and here comes Blake Frost, uh, apt for this time of year, makes it four to two for Nazareth. But late into the period, Connor McDonald again uh, getting his second goal of the game with just a great puck movement from left to right, right across the board from Nick Denine over to Rylot. Over to McDonald, and McDonald puts it five to two for Stevenson. Early in the third period, three thirty-six in Stevenson once again in front. Deflection in front. Zach Eggburst decides to tap it in. That makes it six to two. Anthony Starzy and Evan Beers with the assist. Nazareth puts one back on the board. Six twenty in. Logan Tobias once again his second of the game, uh, trying to uh, claw back into it, but it was not to be had as uh, late in the game with 59 seconds left, Anthony Starzy puts home a nice little uh, shot off the boards on an icing because uh, Stevenson was shorthanded. A nice little icing from Liam McCanny comes off the boards right to Starzy, beats everybody, puts it in the net. 7-3 to three is your final in this one, 
and Stevenson needed that one in a big way because they have been struggling a bit, especially in uh, conference play. Uh, Ryan Kenny with 33 saves uh, in this one. So a big bounce back. Hopefully they had the same bounce back on Saturday. Unfortunately, not to be the case. As now, you know, the first two periods, back and forth, uh, they went. Nothing really happening in, the, in that first period. A lot of just neutral zone play, only seven shots on each side uh, to start off this game. But uh, then Nazareth gets on the board late in the second. Joshua Dressler uh, puts one home, makes it one nothing with just about three minutes remaining in the second period. Then he gets things started 27 seconds into the third with his second of the game. And then just shortly after that, Ethan uh, Luis gets his uh, his goal three to nothing in that one with uh, 14.45 remaining in the third. Stevenson trying to claw back in this one, but just could not uh, seem to get any kind of offense going in this one. Very uh, jammed up in the neutral zone, jammed up in the defensive zone, uh, not getting double digits in any frame for shots in this one. But Liam McCanny was able to break through 12.16 into the frame as just off the faceoff in the defensive zone. Pucked worked down the wing from Jack Carlson. Uh, Fimes, McCanny, McCanny rifles one home, and that makes it 3-1. to one. Austin Master, who won the faceoff, getting a secondary assist on that. But with 108 remaining in the third, the uh, the good old uh, comeback ended as uh, Henry McKinney for Nazareth puts one home, made it 4-1. That's where our final is at here. Ryan Kenny, 25 saves in this one as uh, Stevenson uh, dropping... Uh, this one going 1-5 in uh, UCHC play. Not really great. Bob, not really great. Also 5-6 and six on the season. A game under 500. They will have uh, Trine going up to Trine and going up to Adrian for uh, the next two games before their semester break. So we will see how this all goes. But it's not all bad for the Green Horses as uh, Connor McDonald gets the uh, Rookie of the Week honors in the UCHA, UCHC, rather. Um, and, uh, yeah, two goals in the in the first uh, matchup between Nazareth. Uh, it's the first ever multi-point game. Uh, so there you go. Also had an assist uh, as well. So three-point weekend for him. Uh, very good for the young freshman. So we will see how this advances, and hopefully he can get things started, get things rolling, as uh, Stevenson's going to need all the firepower they can get as the season moves on. Uh, speaking of other Stevenson, uh, we'll get to some club team action here as the Stevenson Mustang men uh, D2 squad took on the uh, Ryder Bronx. And uh, no score sheet at all. However, we can tell you from the uh, Maryland Ter- Terrapins broadcast that uh, Stevenson lost this one 5-1 to one, uh, over or against Ryder University. No information. There's a game day thing, and then nothing. Nothing after losses from from a lot of you know what from a lot of teams. There's not a lot of communique after losses. Kind of disingenuous, but whatever. I you know, give the guys who scored credit for Pete's sake, and you know, give the goalie and net who may not not had a great game. Give them a little credit. Give a little boost. <laughs> don't just don't just put your good stuff out there. It's too easy. In any case. Uh, Stevenson will take on Delaware and Bryn Athen next weekend before they get onto their uh, semester break from that. Speaking of Maryland, Maryland took on the same Ryder team uh, against the uh, uh, against I guess the whole Maryland weekend for Ryder as uh, 
they go into this, and, and Maryland's had a tough time against Ryder. They're 0-2 uh, last season, so not really the best uh, best thing. But last season is last season, of course. Uh, and now we move on to this season. And uh, a good start for Maryland, at least. Uh, they get Hunter Airy getting a nice little goal after uh, Trevor Drake, who had a nice couple of stops in the defensive side of things, a good keep in the zone, kept the play alive, found Airy right in front, and it is one nothing Maryland. However, Ryder is just going. The Bronx are going hard in the paint. A backhand goal, uh, just a little cut in front, a nice little laser shot that tipped off of the glove of uh, Henry Patelier. Uh, and then just a scramble goal in front by Ryder made it 3-1 to one very quickly. The second goal for Maryland, however, a great keep at the point by Max Noonan. Uh, a little takeaway at the blue line as uh, Ryder was trying to break out. Found uh, Liam Eden, who was there in the middle, rips one home, and that made it 3-2, to two, cut, the, cut the deficit to one. But then the Bronx all day with uh, the power play. Rister from the point goes right in. And then a slapper from the low circle ends it with a 5-2 score. Uh, not the bounces that uh, uh, Patelier wanted. That's for damn sure. Uh, he is uh, usually pretty solid with his angles. It just seemed today a little bit off. Uh, and that's, you know, that's hockey, right? It's all right. They got to get back on that horse. They take on West Virginia uh, this coming weekend. So we will see how this all pans out for them and see if they can't get that uh, little break, get a little break and a bounce here and there. Why not, right? Why not, Pop? Team Maryland was in action, and they were uh, taking uh, taking a little bit of a northeastern uh, swing as they went up to Aston, Pennsylvania, to take on the Philadelphia uh, Little or uh, Junior Flyers, Little Flyers. Damn, I get that wrong every single time. In uh, Tom Wilms' last game as broadcaster for the Little Flyers, uh, he is uh, taking the Newman position up there in Aston, and Tom Wilms, uh, Wilms is. Uh, just a great broadcaster. He does the uh, the New Jersey Titans games, or did the New Jersey Titans game in the NA, uh, did the uh, little Flyers games as well. Uh, always enjoyed hearing his uh, his dulcet tones and uh, his knowledge of the game. So uh, on to bigger and better things. So shout out to him on that one. Uh, in this game, however, not a lot going on, not in the first period, that is for sure, as a team's at a standstill, kind of a neutral zone battle here. Shots seven aside for that one. Then... Uh, little Flyers open things up just a wee bit in the second period, getting things going. Uh, just about six minutes in, Graham McDougal, his seventh of the year, puts the Flyers up one to nothing. And then right before the end of the frame, Logan Downs gets his first of the season with 49 seconds to play. And uh, Little Flyers go into the locker room up two to one. But Team Maryland trying to claw back, gets one in uh, half, just about halfway through the period first shot was blocked on goal but then it's picked up in front by max morris puts a nice little backhand tuck in for his eighth of the year hunter hoffman was the initial shot he gets his third assist and morley phillips gets his fourth assist but that's all for that one uh philadelphia locked it down uh and uh, that's all she wrote two to one in a very tight tight game lincoln crosby 23 saves into the feet as team maryland uh Tries to find some kind of answers for the uh, to get back in the win column. A little tough stride for them, but maybe, just maybe, against the New Jersey 87s, could they break that streak? And lo and behold, a team that they've had a lot of difficulties against, um, especially in regulation play. They go up there, they take it to the, the 87s and get the victory late in the frame. We'll get started uh, just, about, uh, just about midway through. Charles Lavoie. 
uh, for New Jersey. Gets on the board with his sixth of the season, but a minute and two seconds later. Don't know why I said it like that. It seems really odd to say it like that. Uh, Tyler Hissong gets a nice little dangle in front, just finds the puck, uh, moves it around the defenders, puts it home for his second of the year. Jules Jardine, his fifth assist. Sean Donahue with his fourth assist. And we are tied going into the break as uh, lots of uh, lots of shots for the 87s on this one. 13 shots in this first frame over Team Maryland. But uh, Colin Berkey, solid in net for this one. Team Maryland gets on the board early in the second, just 233 in. Sean Donahue with his uh, first goal. Just a shot from the corner that got redirected. A uh, shot from uh, Tyler Hissong, redirected in front by Donahue. And uh, there we go. His fifth of the year. His song's fourth assist. Jardine, his sixth assist. Is that line on fuego? Two minutes later, though, uh, Patrick Demar- uh, Demarius for New Jersey gets on the board. His sixth of the year. That ties the game up. And New Jersey kept Pepper and Berkey and the defense as uh, they get another one through late. Uh, just a, a minute four remaining. Lavoy again, his second of the game, seventh of the year. 87s go into the locker room up. Three to two, but don't count this team Maryland team out yet. As uh, you know, determination, uh, trying to get things going. Been in tight games all this year. They uh, get one to go their way. Starting off, seven oh two remaining in the regulation play. Matt O'Donnell, just a wrister from the left circle after a great keep in by Vladim Frolov and Alex Erland. Just guys keeping the plays alive. Uh, and then there you go, O'Donnell's second of the year, Frolov's first assist, Erland's fourth assist of the season. And then a late power play for Team Maryland helps them out as Max Morris cashes in for uh, his second goal in as many games. Just two shots from the point from uh, Scott Kremen and Connor McCall. Uh, didn't get through, gets picked up by Morris. Morris just walks on in, uh, trickles to the side of the net, and there it is. Right there, Johnny on the spot. Morris puts one in with only 42 seconds remaining, and Team Maryland pulls this one out. Morris's ninth goal, Kremen fifth assist, McCall second assist, uh, Colin Berkey 35 saves in the victory. Team Maryland getting on the correct side of the column once again. Still work to be done though, as they are just a game over 500. Uh, 10, 9, 3, and 1, 24 points, sitting fourth in the South Division right now, but only six points out of the top spot and a couple games in hand over the ProTech Junior Ducks. Maryland now takes on the Connecticut Rough Riders. Uh, Those will be a Thursday and Friday morning game, so have a brunch with the uh, Team Maryland squad as they take on Connecticut up in Connecticut. Hockey TV's got your call there, so you can check all that action out. And then after that, they got uh, another little, uh, little showcase up in the Northeast before they have one more game at home before the uh, break happens there. So we'll talk about all that in due time at the Connecticut up first. So uh, we will see how that all pans out for them uh, next week. Towson, they were on the road. They went to uh, West Virginia, the good old Shenandoah Valley, and uh, they go up uh, not the uh, not the, the, uh, the results they wanted as they dropped the first game on Saturday night 8 to nothing to West Virginia. Um, not a lot of penalties in this one. Actually, only only uh, three penalties called in this entire game. But uh, West Virginia just, boy, boy, did they just work uh, work uh, Towson. Not even a lot of shots either. I mean, it was only 22-34. Uh, to 34. 
Usually Towson in these kind of games are giving up like 50, 60 shots at a clip. But uh, Daniel Ludwig, 26 saves in the loss. Not really much scoring. I'm not even there. Uh, Scott Samples, uh, potting one home early in the first period for West Virginia. The Mountaineers then go ahead and just rip a couple off in a, a few time span. Leonard Haben, Daniel Fasler, and then Caden Knorr uh, for the first period. And then uh, Jake, uh, Jake Molsky gets one early in the second period. And then in the final two minutes of the, or three minutes of it, uh, Camille Marceau, Nor again, and Wyatt Murphy putting goals within two minutes and 55 seconds of each other. And I put it away. Eight to nothing the score as uh, Towson looked to bounce back the next day and got a little bit of a, got a little bit of a push from this one. It wasn't as, uh, as lopsided, but they still unfortunately could not come up with the dubs in this one. This is where they do get outshot 54 to 30 in this frame. And Molsky, Jake Molsky getting on the board just about halfway through the first period with his 11th of the year. But then Jay Harwood getting into the paint, getting things, making things happen here from the point, his fifth of the year, under seven minutes in the first period. Drew Lustig with his fifth assist. Towson tied up after one period. Then it was all Mountaineers in the second. They outshot Towson 21-9 in that frame. Uh, Leonard Haben, uh, Caden Knorr, and Joseph Henry getting goals for West Virginia in the second period. 4-1 to one going into the third, and Harwood would get his second of the game early in the third period. 114 in. He would pot one home. His sixth of the year all by himself, but that's all she wrote on this one as Towson drops this one. 4-2. to two. Ludwig, 50 saves in this one. Boy, a lot of firepower against uh, 80-some shots. 88 shots, I think it is, if my math is correct. That's pretty wild for uh, Towson shots against. So we will see what they, uh, how they bounce back. Westchester home and home weekend. They'll be at Westchester on Friday at home on Saturday before their break. As they actually have more games than Navy does. And I'm sure that's a lot having to do with some league play that they need to get in. So we will have to see uh, how much more. Uh, I don't have the schedule in front of me in the ACHA website. It's not great. So we will see what Westchester brings and how Towson responds to this weekend in West. Virginia. The Naval Academy women, they were in a uh they were in it against Rowan. The profs came to town for two games uh, against and uh Friday's game was a little weird. And I will say that because the broadcast started off in in uh 3D panoramic choose your own adventure mode. So the first two goals uh or the first three goals of the first all all the goals in the first period. One from Rowan from Emma Steelwagon and uh the two from Navy uh, Tina Cornelio, her 23rd on the shorthand, and Marguerite Schillinger, her third, uh, were missed. Uh, Kirsta Wheelock, her sixth assist, and Elizabeth Perry, her first assist on that Schillinger goal. So it was 2-1 after one after we got seasick. Navy just putting it to roll in 17-4, the shots in the first frame. Second period, however, a little bit clearer. We could see a little bit clearer, and thanks to the uh, uh, Brigade Complex staff and the Naval Academy communications gurus for fixing that thing back up. We were able to see Elizabeth Perry uh, getting her third goal of the season unassisted, just a top-of-the-circle shot, picking it off on a clearing attempt. Her third of the year, Navy up 3-1, to one, but the props would not go away. Uh, Giovanna Caruso on the power play as Navy gets into a lot of power play problems in the second period, one right after another, and they cost them dearly as uh, Giovanna Caruso with a two-skater advantage Potts went home for her fourth of the year, and then 
a mere minute and five seconds later, while still on the one-skater advantage, Cassie Gravel, her 10th of the year, that ties the game up. And while Navy was trying to shoot the lights out, could not get uh, the, man, the, the advantage again in the second period. They would get one in the third, but after a little bit of trial and tribulations, as, man, this the, the, the penalty sheet for the third period was astronomical. A lot of Navy penalties in this one. A lot of Rowan penalties in this one. A hard-hitting game, and that carried over into Saturday, too. Uh, start off with Emily Lindenmuth of Rowan getting a power play goal on one of those uh, skater advantages. Uh, and Navy was down. They had a 13-game win streak going into this game, had a little adversity, were clawing back, but the last four minutes were theirs. 3.55 remaining. Alexis Smith uh, just cuts across the top of the crease. An NHL 94 move, if ever there was one. Puts it home for her fourth of the year, Samantha Clark. Her 11th assist, Navy is back tied. With only a minute and 22 remaining, Navy takes the lead. A tip in front of the net off of a nice little trailer pass to Tina Cornelio, who I'm sure I've said her name multiple times differently over the course of the season. Trying to find Savannah Holt. Holt gets it, but Elizabeth Perry, last touch on it. Her fourth of the year, Holt's fourth assist, and uh, Cornelio with her ninth assist. Then with 58 seconds remaining, uh, Tina Cornelio with a, another goal uh, as uh, it was a heck of a heck of a play from Lauren Power and Elizabeth Perry, who uh, just great turnover in uh, in deep uh, from uh, Lauren Power, finds Elizabeth Perry. Perry tries that power move to cut across, drops it off to uh, Cornelio, and Cornelio with the goal, again, her 24th on the season. That's all she wrote in this one. Navy takes home. Uh, that that was their 13th straight win. They were on 12 straight, a 12-game heater going into this one. Maggie Colasa with 21 saves in this one for the victory. But uh, you know, it's not it's not over. It's never over, kids, because there's always a second game. Usually, a second game of the week. I can't say always because uh, sometimes that doesn't happen. But these two met again, and Navy was not as fortunate in this one as the props get out. Uh, Get out of this one in a big way, even though they were outshot uh, hugely in this. But uh, anyway, Navy gets started. They get the first goal of the game. Rebound at the side of the net from a Lindsay Bite shot. Samantha Clark taps home her 11th of the year. Bite with her sixth assist. But then moments later, Alexa Poulin for uh, rowing gets uh, herself on the board and ties the game up with her second of the year. And then late in the frame, Power play uh, for Rowan rearing its uh, uh, effectiveness as Emma Stillwagon gets her seventh of the year on the power play. The props are up two to one at that one, and then not only not two minutes later, Cassie Gravel gets her eleventh of the year. Rowan up three to one going into the break, and they did not let up early in the second. Amanda Pites her fourth of the year puts the props up four to one. Then Maggie Bowman. Uh, just past halfway mark. It's her third of the season, and Rowan up five to one. A, a bit of adversity that Navy has uh, hasn't seen in a while. I would say not since uh, Delaware a couple uh, about a month or so ago when they had to come back from a four-one deficit to come back and win in overtime uh, on a Lindsay bite shot. But they clawed back. Did they ever? Never give up on this one. Stolen puck at the blue line by Samantha Clark. Just walks in. The nice little uh, backhand finish, forehand, backhand, goal light 
as it makes it 5-2 to two on her 12th of the year, second of the game. And then not even a minute later, here comes Kirsta Wheelock picking up the uh, picking up the loose change from Elizabeth Perry, who had a little wraparound. Wheelock taps it in for her second of the year, Perry's third assist. Navy within two, but even with uh, with that, even with the momentum, nothing happening in the third. No scoring in the third. Neutral zone battle, and Navy could not find those two goals to get in, and they lose 5-3 to three on this one. Maggie Colasa, 15 saves in this one. A tough, tough, uh, tough one for the Naval Academy. Uh, but they will have some time off to heal, time off to think about it. They have four games remaining as well. They will take on Georgetown on January 21st after the semester break. The Stevenson women were uh, at home as well this weekend, along with alongside the men's team. They took on Wilkes in UCHC action, and uh, they got things started really early in the first frame of the Friday night game. Shot from the point. I think it got deflected in front. Callie's, uh, Callie Joe Zagula with a shot, redirected by Maddie Silverman. 9.30 in, Stevenson up. One to nothing, but moments later, Abby Miller for Wilkes gets them on the board, ties that game up one to one. It wasn't until the second period when uh, Stevenson struck again, Megan Croyle just picking the puck off or, or getting the puck from Grace Payne and uh, ripping one home. Stevenson up two to one at this point, and then just held steady in this one. It was a very hold steady matchup for uh, the two. Nothing happened in the rest of the second period. Wasn't until 102 in the third period when T. Ferrara just uh, gets a nice little rebound in front, multiple whacks at it. She gets the last touch, unassisted in the Freckus. Three to one, Stevenson. Moments later, though, Julie Patterson for Wilkes gets them on the board, cuts the lead to uh, to within one. But the power play working very well for Stevenson. Ferrara again, as the power play just working it around, put it in front of the net where Ferrara was, bangs it home. Uh, Maggie Dean on the setup, Megan Kroll on the secondary power play goal, and uh, Stevenson up four to two, working that puck around. Gracie Payne gets a short-handed empty netter that the camera missed entirely, uh, unassisted five to two, and that's where the final is for that one. Stevenson getting back on the win column there. Maggie Sinert with 27 saves in this one as uh, Stevenson getting the win, getting back into that win column and hoping to stay there for the secondary game against Wilkes on Saturday night, but was not to be. Wilkes gets started using the middle part of the frame to their advantage as Emma Brissett and uh, Sarah Uhall, literally U-H-A-L-L, uh, get to the 2-0 goal. They're moving the game in their factor for sure. But Stevenson trying to get back into it. With two goals in quick succession in the middle of the second, towards the middle of the second period, Caitlin Reed uh, gets the first goal, picking it off in the zone. Uh, was uh, Maggie Dean works it around to Caitlin Reed, puts it home. It is two to one. Then Cassie Campbell getting in on the action as well. Another missed uh, clear for Wilkes gets turned over in the zone. Uh, Campbell picks it up, puts it home. Tie game. Hannah Labby and uh, Natasha Nealon with the assist on that. But moments later from that, Abigail Barkless. Wonder if it's any uh, any relation to Trin Barkless. I, not a common last name. Don't know. But anyway, uh, she puts uh, Wilkes up 3-2 uh, to two 
in this one. And then after that, Pat, uh, Julie Patterson with another goal on the weekend just before the five-minute mark of the second period. And try as they might, Stevenson unable to get those two goals back uh, despite putting 15 shots on net uh, during the third period. But that's all she wrote in this one. Olivia DeGuire uh, played uh, almost half the game, got uh, 13 saves in this one. Ansley King taking the last half of the game, seven saves, uh, and that is uh, how we have it there. They are on semester break. Now they'll come back on uh, January 6th, take on Nazareth, and hopefully get a little bit more consistency in their game. It seems like uh, uh, they, they sweep, get swept, sweep, get swept, split. So, I mean, it's great for, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, it'll even out your record. But, uh, yeah, they're even Stevenson at this point. All right, I'm trademarking that. Put it on T-shirts, everybody. If you do it, give me a little bit of profit. Throw it to the Patreon, patreon.com slash facebookhockeyshow, and we'll do it from there. But we will see what they can do, a little bit of rest, and we'll see them in a month. The Maryland women were in action against Robert Morris, and things didn't get started as well as Maryland had thought in the, in the game. Um, first period, Robert Morris, Amara Maurice gets them on the board first, just under five minutes in, her first of the year. Robert Morris up and out shooting Maryland, 11-6. to six. <clears throat> Then things woke up. Then things happened. Then a five-goal, 26-shot second period happened for the Terrapins. Start off with uh, Lauren Wraith with her se- sixth and seventh goals, uh, five minutes apart from each other uh, to give Maryland the lead. And then Christina Panulo, her sixth of the year, makes it three to one. Uh, and Ella Stogholm with the two assists for on uh, with the assist on both Wraith goals. And then Anna Stamatos with her sixth assist on the Panulo goal. And Yasura Hassan with uh, her second assist of the season as well. Robert Morris would tie the game up as Maurice again getting one home. Put uh, to, uh, gets them with two within one, and then Aaron uh, Cecilia, her second of the year, ties it up for Robert Morris. But Maryland not done there as Skogholm with her 14th of the year, uh, that uh, with under four minutes remaining puts Maryland tie or up one on this one as math works. And Lauren Wraith finishes her natty bow second period Hattie there on her eighth of the year uh, with just about two and a half minutes remaining in the frame, and Maryland up. Five to three going into the third. They weren't done there. Middle of the frame, Elizabeth Elizabeth Braun with her tenth of the year. And then with 18 seconds left, why not? Fourth goal of the game for Lauren Wraith, her ninth of the season. Uh, Alexandra Bogush with her tenth assist of the year. Maryland takes this one uh, by a score of seven to three. Haley Rubens with 30 saves on the night. And uh, Terrapins get back in the win column, looking to looking to stay that way going into Saturday night's matchup. And they, again, come out with it uh, with flying colors. 5-1 to one victory. Started off with Elizabeth Braun, her 11th of the year. Grace Carlo and Eileen Kilkearney with the assist. Braun's 11th, Carlo's 4th assist, Kilkearney's 5th assist. Maryland up one nothing going in the break. They were out shooting uh, Robert Morris in a big way, 13-9. In that one. Then in the second period, not a lot of scoring until the end of the frame on the power play. Maryland connects. Uh, Aliana Skogholm, 15th goal of the year on the power play. Uh, Bogosh and Wraith with the assist, 11th and 7th, respectively. And then Victoria Bogger, her fourth of the year, 
Uh, just 30 seconds after Skog Holmes' goal, Borsch with another assist, 12th of the year. Maryland up three, Cobb going into the third period. Skog Holmes getting her second of the game from Wraith and Bolsch. Uh, that's three assists for uh, Bolsch. And uh, there we go. 13 assists on the year. Wraith, eighth assist of the year. Danielle Carroll would get one back for Robert Morris on her fourth of the year, but with 117 remaining, Grace Carlo, or sorry, 107 remaining, Grace Carlo puts it away. Her fifth of the year. Uh, Kill Carey with the assist, her sixth of the year. All she wrote. Haley Rubin, 24 saves in this one. Big sweep of the weekend for the Terrapin women as they are down to the nitty gritty as well. Four games remaining, or sorry, three games remaining as they take on Loyola on February 4th. So they have about a two-month span where they're not playing. They were practicing, having a good time, uh, at least trying to wind down as finals are going on for those students. Uh, so we will see how they come out of this, and we will see how uh, things go when we meet back in February uh, for these two squads. A little bit of outdoor action to start off our D3 wrap-up as UMBC went up to Coonstown uh, University. And played outside. Took it outside at Spring Mountain Outdoor Rink. And a UMBC with a big 5-4 victory in this one. Uh, Nick Corbin uh, with a uh, solid game for himself, making a uh, pretty solid 43 saves in the outside. A hat trick for Evan Freeze. Also added two assists. Brendan Granston, the other two goals for UMBC. Michael Wiley with uh, two assists. Ian Hooman with an assist. Uh, Devin Cristal with the uh, three-assist game as UMBC goes to two and three in the CHF. Uh, University of Maryland took on Salisbury University at home, and Salisbury took this one six to one against the University of Maryland. For Maryland, lone goal scorer was Jacob Smith from uh, and, uh, Alexander Detetta and uh, Hayden Erlwine with the assist there for. Uh, Salisbury, Jonathan Schwartz continuing his uh, torrid pace, sitting third in the CHF uh, table for goal scoring. Uh, Zachary Malaski with a goal and an assist. Justin Lance with an assist, as was Derek Lenati. Uh, George Shirkin, Jarrett Brenner, Samuel Shaft, uh, Hayden Daly, Griffin Sigfeld, Luke Sprague, uh, with assist on that one. Goals for Josh Stevenson and Elliot Sutherland as well. And two assists for Austin Arudia in that one. Cole Fredo with the win. Evan Jones with the loss in the battle of the two Maryland squads. With that, let's get to some players. As uh, a lot of things going on, uh, you got you got yourself, uh, as again, wrapping up college season, starting to get a little wrap going. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. Good times had by all. We'll start with Lacey Eden, who uh, the Wisconsin Badgers kind of putting the hurting, kind of putting the hurting on a Bemidji this past weekend. But uh, uh, Lacey Eden with only a goal and an assist. Goal on Friday night in the 13-1 victory and assist on the 4-1 victory on Saturday night. Uh, still putting her totals at a solid 24 points in, 20, in 15 games. Uh, really getting some work in. So uh, shout out to her continuing to put the work in. Although, you know, hey. You know, passing passing the wealth around, right? Not taking all the goals for herself. You know, being a courteous teammate. You got to enjoy that for sure. Sam Annis got himself a goal on Sunday night in the uh, uh, Hershey Bears loss to Wilkes-Barre Scranton, seven to three. So uh, Annis right now at eleven points in twenty-one games, still trying to find a little bit more consistency in his game uh, for this one. Micah Berger though starting to tear things up 
Uh, two goals, two assists over the weekend. A goal and two assists against Trail uh, as they lose uh, that one, the Wenatchee Wild do, and then they lose against the Vernon Vipers with Micah Berger with a goal in that game. Eric Charpentier went ham on Saturday night with two goals and an assist, even though uh, New Jersey Titans dropped that one in overtime. Six to five, a big showing for him as uh, he is at four goals and nine assists on the season on that blue line for the New Jersey Titans. Check it in on Manny Sapola, who is uh, doing some work for the uh, for the Philadelphia Junior Flyers at 19U women's squad as uh, the Bowie native is uh, a solid pace. 12 goals in 35 games, 22 points overall. So a big, uh, a nice little advancement for her as she gets ready to go to Northeast University next season. Scott Kremen of uh, Team Maryland uh, had an assist on Friday and also got himself a commitment. He is going to SUNY Canton to be part of that kangaroo squad as they are an independent squad right now. But uh, solid work for him advancing his uh, career uh, in college uh, after, you know, Winning the uh, championship last year in the NHL, being part of that squad this year, a little bit of a shuffle, finding his way back home, play for Team Maryland, and it kind of goes to show that, you know what, you can have a little bit of success in any kind of division so long as you know stand out a little bit, and he's been nothing but solid for Team Maryland since going back there. So a, a good uh, a good Mount St. Joe alum too. So, uh, you know, got a soft spot in my heart for that guy, uh, for uh, – all you know for his Mount St. Joe days, and 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 the stuff his uh, his uh, dad did coaching for Mount St. Joe as well, next to uh, Irv, uh, big coach Irv, uh, Irv Senior there. So uh, solid work for Scotty, and uh, congratulations to him and uh, moving forward in his career for sure. <clears throat> Matthew Danzinger had a uh, good weekend for himself as the Shreveport Mugbugs not only sweep the weekend, but Danzinger gets two assists, putting him up to six on the year. Uh, with uh, six points in 24 games for the uh, stay-at-home defenseman from Potomac. Big boy, 6'6", 234. Patrolling that blue line pretty well for the Shreveport Mudbugs. That is for sure. And uh, Anthony Domina, the Severna Park uh, product, doing some work as well. Uh, three assists this past weekend for the uh, Columbia Valley Rockets, or Rockies, sorry, taking on Creston Valley. Uh, a assist on Friday, two assists on Saturday as they split the weekend up there in the Kootenai uh, Ice, uh, the Kootenai Island Junior Leagues. What is it? Kootenai, Kootenai something or other Junior Leagues. Um, I have a funny story about that one. But in any case, the J, uh, the KIJHL is where uh, Domina is sitting up right now, looking to get a, a spot somewhere higher, I'm sure, uh, use this as kind of a, a boosting point for himself to move forward. Check it out on Maddox uh, Tulacro. The uh, Ashton, Maryland native. Don't know where Ashton is. 17-year-old defenseman, big boy, 6'3", 205. Uh, currently with the uh, Mount St. Charles Academy 18U squad, five goals and seven assists for uh, in 31 games patrolling the blue line there. So we will uh, have to keep track on him where he's going moving forward. Of course, he was uh, USHL future drafted in 2001, uh, drafted by the Des Moines Buccaneers. So I'm sure they're keeping a nice little eye out on him, see what he can do, see what he, how he advances for that uh, powerhouse of a school that is Mount St. Charles Academy. Shout-out to Matthew Peterson, the Grand Valley State University uh, goaltender uh, in the Silver Spring, Maryland native, former DeMatha goalie, 
as well. Uh, getting in a game finally this year as Grand Valley State gets a win. He gets a shutout, so he is perfect sheet on the season. So uh, dap him up for dang sure. Jack Spicer did not have the best weekend against the Sioux Falls Stampede. Uh, in uh, Friday night's game, got five goals against, but still made 36 saves uh, in the losing effort. On uh, Saturday night's game, 21 saves, uh, let two in, both losses against Sioux Falls. It's fine. It's all good. Uh, we'll move on. Six and two on the season is Spicer. 182 goals against and uh, 926 save percentage. Pretty solid numbers for his full, first full year in uh, Tier 1 uh, junior hockey. And that's a wrap. We're going to it'll be done. We're over. Uh, thank you guys for listening. It's uh, It was a busy week for everyone involved. A lot of stuff going on. We're going to get to that lull now, as you heard. A lot of teams going on. A little bit of a semester break, so we will not have a. We'll, we'll start to dwindle down here in the few weeks, but we'll still have one uh, podcast coming out next week. So, thanks again for uh, listening. Appreciate it. And if you want us on social media at uh, Clutch and Crab Hockey, Facebook dot com slash Clutch and Crab Hockey on Twitter at Chesapeake HW Pod. Uh, all kinds of fun stuff going on there. But. Um, that's it. That's all. I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been uh, Chesapeake Hockey Week, part of the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction and PodcastMonsters.com. Uh, you guys, stay safe out there. Uh, stay warm. It is chilly out here, at least up here in the Dakotas. Uh, and uh, play that clutching crab hockey wherever you are. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. <laughs>